0: Good to see you all this evening. My name is Clifford Keister. This is my wife, Christina, right down here. And uh, we have two children, Emma, who's four, Caleb Andrew, who's two, and then we have one on the way uh, that's due January the 5th. And then we leave for the field February 25th. And so we're in the closing days of our deputation time. I'll have you turn in your Bibles, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, and when you find your place, I'll have you stand with me, if you would, uh, for the reading of the Word of God. We're going to read verses 6 down to verse number 10. uh, But 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verses 6 through 10. And the Scripture says there, he says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth, Thereupon, Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we can come around and gather around your word, Father, and consider uh, this great commission, Father, that you've given us. Father, help us all uh, to consider our personal involvement in this endeavor, Father, in this uh, this command that you've given to us, Father, and help us, Father, uh, to do more uh, for the cause of Christ. Father, be with us now. Father, help us to respond as your Spirit speaks. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Here in this passage of Scripture, as Paul's writing to the church there in, in Corinth, he's uh, talking about the different roles that he and Apollos had in the preaching of the gospel. And he, he likens it to uh, the planting of, 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 of uh, and sowing the seed. And he says, I planted and Apollos watered. And then God, of course, we know gives the increase. He's the one who uh, causes uh, the, the plant to bud forth. And here in this passage of Scripture, he was talking about uh, everybody having their, their place and their involvement in this program of, of sowing the seed of the Word of God into the hearts of mankind. Each and every one of us ought to be involved in this process in some way, shape, or form, whether it's that of planting or watering. Uh, we, there's different ways in which we can be involved through prayer. Uh, we have uh, faith promise giving and other things like that, but then we also have our own personal responsibility in the planting and the watering of being uh, our own personal witness and speaking to those whom God brings in our pathway. And it's really interesting here in this passage of Scripture as, uh, as Paul's laying this all out here, and uh, we think about uh, this process of the, the sowing and the watering and the planting of the Word of God. And, and we think about the motivation for it. You know, in all honesty, the, the main motivation for this ought to be our love for the Lord, for what He's done for us. He, he gave His Son upon the cross. He saved us when we were enemies with Him. He saved us. He, knowing that we were wretched sinners, He still gave His Son for us, and out of a heart of love and thanksgiving for what God has done, we ought to just want to be able to tell others about the good news of the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in this passage of Scripture, it's kind of interesting, though, because uh, God deals with a a particular motivation within this passage of Scripture here uh, that is quite interesting, and it, it's that of reward, which is kind of an interesting thing. And I, I like to uh, uh, start out by asking you in this room, how many of you all have children or had children at some point in your life? Raise your hands if you would. I, I remember my son, he's, he's currently two. Uh, when he was one or so, even before he could ever speak, even before he could formulate words out of his mouth, he understood this thing of reward. I could, for instance, pull out a piece of candy. He didn't, he didn't know that it was candy in the sense of the word, but he knew what it was. He knew that it tasted good, and I could say, Son, I want you to stay seated right there, and I'm going to give you this piece of candy. He doesn't know how to communicate verbally, but he understands that if he stays in that spot, he's going to get that sweet piece of candy. It's just interesting to see how with, I don't know why God put it within us, but we understand this thing of reward. That you, you do the thing that's required and you get a reward. It, the first time I ever preached the sermon, the place I was at, I was actually in a small church in the town of Las Vegas, Nevada, which I thought was kind of ironic uh, to preach the sermon there. But listen to this statistic that is given. It says, nearly half of all U.S. adults say they have played the state lottery. And it was just kind of ironic to be preaching this sermon for the first time. But all these adults there in the United States, they they love this thing of getting a reward. They go and buy these tickets and with the hope of getting the big reward. We think about people that that are in uh, sports and things like that. You consider this for a moment. Uh, you think about Olympians, these different people there, or even, you know, NBA people or NFL people or, or, or hockey teams and things like that. There are people in this world, their entire life is dedicated to winning that prize, that medal, that, that trophy, that, that the, whatever it is, the, the main goal there. They, they wake up. They, when they wake up, their, their daily routine, everything, what they do, what they eat, everything that they do throughout their day is all with a focus of winning that tournament, winning that match, and receiving that prize. A very big dedication uh, to winning uh, this thing. You think about this for a moment. People will go to great lengths to receive Rewards and prizes in this world. If you've ever had a a uh, a a contest at church, you know I remember growing up in church, we would have contests of you know whoever brings the most visitors is going to win a prize, and you would see people that wouldn't show up for visitation ever. They would end up being some of the people that would end up winning that because they were motivated by a prize. We are we are very much motivated by prizes and things like that, and it's really interesting to consider the great lengths that we will go through to win a prize, if you will. I think about those in the career world, in the professional world. I remember uh, when I was working professionally, I remember I would bend over backwards to please my bosses to do what was needed for the sake of that promotion, for the sake of getting that next raise, or for whatever kind of compensation there was. We are motivated by this. By, by the aspect of reward. And it's really interesting to consider the fact that as as human beings, we will go to great lengths sometimes for things that don't even matter. I remember at, at my work, uh, we would get these little achievement awards, and all it was was a little piece of paper. And it had a little, you know, a little shiny star down there, and it had your name on it. And, you, and if you're, you know... I remember laboring and striving to get these things. And then they, I would lose them, you know, a, a week later. I didn't even know where it was at. Or you, you're talking about other different kinds of things in life where we will labor, we'll strive for something, and then after it's all said and done, we forget about it. And we go through all this labor and this, and this struggles and these trials to win these temporal awards. But here in this passage of Scripture... It's dealing with the rewards that we will receive in relation. Now listen closely to the efforts that we put forth in the planting and watering the seed of the word of God in the hearts of mankind. And I use that word efforts and I emphasize that because the Bible says, Paul, I planted, Apollos watered, and God is the one who gives the increase. And we'll see as we go through this that, uh, the efforts that we put forth in being a witness and being involved in, in, the, in, in the Great Commission. Uh, we'll see this a little bit more closely here. But I'm going to preach to you all tonight a message called, Paul planted, Apollos watered, now what are you doing? Or I can say more collectively, Paul planted, Apollos watered, now what are we doing? Are we involved In this thing of missions, personally, are we we giving? Are we praying? Are we involved in 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 the giving process? Are we personally being the witness that we ought to be ourselves in the area that God has placed us? And tonight I want to consider just a few thoughts from here, this passage of Scripture. The Bible says in John 15 and verse 16, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. And so for the next couple of moments, we're going to consider a couple of things here from this passage of Scripture. Look, if you will, in verse number eight. The Bible says here in verse number eight, it says, Now he that planteth, and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Simply put, will we receive our own reward according to our own labor? This is something that we each and every one need to consider when it comes to the, our involvement in this, this great commission that God has given us. Because of the fact we're a member of a local church, and we may come faithfully to the local church and be in the church you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, be in church when every day there's a special event. But if we aren't personally involved in the process of giving... Of praying, of being a witness—that is what God is looking at on an individual level. Is what are we doing specifically ourselves? We aren't gonna. We we think about some of the funny stuff we have in in America, as we have participation awards and things like that. You are you you are participating. You are involved with something, and uh, but when it comes to this thing of the process of uh, planting and watering the Word of God. God is going to look at each and every one of us individually. And He's going to uh, see our involvement. We will be rewarded, not according to what the pastor has done or what our neighbor has done or what another brother and sister in Christ has done, but we're going to be given an account of what we've done, specifically ourselves. And therefore, we can't rely on what somebody else has done in this thing of, planting and watering the seed of the Word of God in the hearts of mankind, we must consider what we specifically ourselves are doing. The next thing I want to consider is in verse number 13, if you will. I'll read verse number 11 down through verse number 13. But the Scripture says here, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, Now listen to this statement very closely. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Simply put, this next thing we're going to consider is that our work will be made manifest. You think about it right now. The things that we do or we are not doing they may kind of go under the surface. They may not be seen by everyone around you. Your involvement or the lack thereof may not be seen. People may not notice it, but let me tell you that God is watching. God is always watching and He knows what's going on and He knows our involvement when it comes to the planting and the watering the seed of the Word of God. And the Lord says here that One day, every man's work shall be made manifest. Or in other words, it's going to be shown. It would be almost like, you know, putting it there, having, if if we were to have a videotape of our entire life and we would go back and watch the replay of it all. And we would get to see our involvement. And we'll give an account to the Lord for what we've done with this great salvation that He's given us. And I want to, for just a couple of moments, consider this thing of giving an account. How many of you all have ever, I guess, would it, would it be considered the mounted police here in Canada? Or the police officers? And so if you were, Let's say, for instance, you're out here driving down the road and it's 30 kilometers an hour and you're driving 50. And you uh, drive by a police officer and you see his lights come on. How many of you ever experienced this situation before? How many of you ever, hey, Go try it tonight and, and you'll, you'll see what it's like. <laughs> if you were like me, when I was younger, in my younger days, I got quite a few tickets. I grew up in Washington State, just right, right down the way here. And I got pulled over by the Washington State Highway Patrol quite a bit. And you know that feeling you get when you know you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing and your your hope is that those lights won't come on you let's say you come up over the hill you're going a little faster than you ought to be and you see the officer there and immediately when you see the officer sitting there on the side of the road you immediately begin to hit the brake and you get a little bit nervous and then you start praying oh lord please don't let those lights come on please then let him see me and you know the emotions and the feelings you start feeling. And then you see, in my case, many times the lights came on. And then he came up and said, you know why I pulled you over. And then you were given a ticket. And uh, there was times that I had to go stand before a judge. How many in this room have ever stood before a judge for any reason at all? Any kind of... You, you see the judge there, they wear the, the black robe. They have their gavel and they, they slam it down there on the thing. And I remember standing before the judge, and I'm just sweating bullets. I, I get, you I, know, I'm profusely sweating. You know, my mind is, is racing 100 miles an hour. I don't even know what to say. Can't even formulate thoughts correctly. How many of you all have ever uh, had parents at some point in your life? Raise your hand if you had parents at some point in your life. How many of you all your parents said, I don't want you to do this, or I want you to do this thing, and when I get home, this or that better be done? How many of you ever uh, had that, something, a scenario like that happen, and let's say you didn't fulfill what was supposed to be done, and when mom and dad got home, you had to give an account? How many remember that? How many of you have, uh, I remember working and doing something maybe very foolish at work and had to go explain uh, you know, a situation at work to a boss? Who's ever had to explain themselves to a boss? How many of you all have ever uh, when you were in school had to explain yourself to the principal? You got called into the principal's office. We all know these, these situations. I remember one time uh, I had a letter show up in my mailbox and on the big bold letters right there on the Outside of the envelope, it said IRS. I know you guys don't have IRS. What would be here? Okay. And so you have this thing pop up there, and it says IRS, and I don't even have to open it. And I'm already nervous. You think about this for just a minute, though, this thing of giving an account. We give an account to a police officer. We give an account to a judge. We give an account to maybe a teacher or a principal or to a parent. And you think about the feelings and the emotions you have when those situations. You, You know, if you're anything like me, you're probably sweating. Your mind's racing 100 miles an hour. You're trying to figure out how everything went. And this judge, this officer, this parent then makes a judgment call looking at the evidence that they see. They just look at what they can see and try to piece it together and they make a judgment call. This is just another human. You think about the emotions and the different things that are going through your head and through your body at that moment when you're giving an account to another human. Think about that. Let that sink in for a second. You think about those feelings, those emotions, and think about how much that will be magnified when you stand before god almighty when you stand before the creator of heaven and earth the one who can not only see the outside evidence but he knows our thoughts afar off his word the bible says is a is a discerner of thoughts and intents of our hearts and you think about what you're going to say to the lord jesus christ one day when you stand before him and you give an account for the things that you've done in your body and especially in relation here to this Program of sowing and watering the seed of the word of God in the hearts of mankind. What kind of excuse will we give to the Lord at that day? Will we say, well, Lord, I I had my own agenda, my own plans. Lord, can I have a free pass? Will Will that be a sufficient answer? Will he say, my child, yes, your plans and your agenda was so much more important than mine. I'll let you have a free pass. I think not. Think about the gravity of this, that one day we will stand before God and we will give an account for our involvement, our personal involvement in the Great Commission, the sowing and the watering of the seed of the Word of God in the hearts of mankind. We will receive our reward according to our own labor. Our work will be made manifest. We will give an account. It will be put on display for all to see. Now, verse number 14 and 15, If any man's work abide that he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. And simply put, the last thing, we will receive a reward or we will suffer loss for what we've done or what we have not done. The Scripture teaches us in 2 Corinthians 5.17, We will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every man may receive the things done in his body according that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Revelation 22 and verse number 12, And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. Tonight we need to consider this thought what am I personally doing? How am I involved? Am I praying? Am I giving? Am I personally being the witness that I ought to be? Am I involved in the great commission or do I sit idly by and watch all my other brothers and sisters in Christ take their take the load of the work to pick up my slack? We have no excuse not to be involved. God promises His power and He promises His presence. Look if you would in verse number 7. So then neither is He that planteth anything, neither He that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. It's all of God's power. He's the one who's going to do the work. If we're just willing to go and be a vessel that's willing to be used, it's His power. In verse number 9, He says, For we are laborers together with God. He's promised to be with us. He's promised to help us and be right along with us when we go. He's not going to leave us and let leave us hanging to dry out there. He's going to be right along with us, and he's going to want he'd be the one to empower the work. So he's promised his presence. He's promised his power. We have no excuse. The scripture says Paul planted a polo's water. Now what are we doing? What are you doing? Pastor.